Shaloma. You're listening to Watered Womanhood, the podcast for women walking in the truth of who Yahuwah the Most High says we are, where we uncover what it means to be His bride. I'm Rabbi Shah Aloha Lani, founder of the Hebrew Housewife, a set-apart homemaking block for the daughters of Israel. I've been studying the Word all my life and ministering to Israelite sisters since 2019 by the grace of Abinawa with original homemaking tips, biblical marital advisory, and truth-based devotionals. Join me in building up the kingdom at Watered Womanhood on Instagram, thehebrewhousewife.com, and right here as we fellowship in spirit and in truth. I want to give a special, very special shout out to Sister Shakata. Thank you, Sister, for purchasing my seven-day devotional, my Abba's Vineyard, for leaving a wonderful review of it, and also for sharing this podcast on your Instagram page. I really just wanted to take the time out to acknowledge you and just share my thanks to Yah for you for your support because every single purchase contributes to the sustenance of this podcast and it wouldn't be possible without you beautiful sisters by way of the most high hallelujah and I also want to offer a very special shout out to sister Maya Isabel for literally always sharing my new episodes on her Instagram story and tagging me. You always show so much love, sis. I really, really appreciate it. You really just don't know. Like, it really warms my heart. And I want to give a shout out to you, listener, tuning in right now. I appreciate you because I earn like 15 cents or so. if you listen to the whole episode, and that's great. And I'm just thankful for the opportunity to be able to fellowship with you and to just speak with you. So hallelujah for that. Today's episode is how our emotion can be an asset for our families as feminine women. Now, This is something that I have often struggled with and something that is still a challenge, right? Because um, nobody's perfect. And as a woman who is striving to be feminine and femininity being something that is often contingent upon one's environment or circumstances, it is an ever-growing challenge. It is an ever-growing fight and it is an um, everyday, you know, it's an everyday objective to be a feminine woman, a biblical woman, because it doesn't just happen. You have to be intentional about it. And um, emotion is often regarded as trash, something that we need to delete in order to prevail in our walk as followers of the most high, something that gets in the way. And I noticed that particularly for Israelite women, especially in the Israelite community, um, whether in the truth or not, Israelite women suppress emotion and lead with logic, which is a very masculine mode of operation. We suppress our emotions because they make us feel weak. And I'll just say that. 
we view our emotion as a handicap and something that the Most High has cursed us with. But this isn't so. And for you wives out there, um, and of course, this is for me as well, learning how to hone in on your emotions and use them instead of allowing them to use you will help you avoid becoming a quarrelsome wife. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 3 through 8 reads in the King James Version, Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of Yahuwah and man. Trust in Yahuwah with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear Yahuwah, and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel, and marrow to thy bones. My encouragement for us as women who strive to embody biblical womanhood is to examine these emotions that we often find ourselves running from and really recognize and acknowledge that this is an unnatural action as a woman. It is not natural for us to suppress our emotions. We need to be seeking Yahuwah and asking him, how can these emotions that we keep experiencing and keep suppressing be used by him to glorify him and how we can transmute them as tools for our homes as we aim to build up holy homes in the kingdom? There is a reason we continue to experience these things. And I know how easy it is to say, oh, it must be because I'm in a trial or it's spiritual warfare or I need to close a demonic portal or, you know, look, some of those things very well may be true. But you also might have a gift. You also might have something on your hands that can be of good use if you take the time to put them in Yahuwah's hands instead of saying, oh, that emotion is terrible. Oh, that emotion is getting away. I let my emotions get the best of me. No. We need to learn how to process our emotions, recognize them, and channel them into something holy because they are extremely powerful. This is one of the gifts that woman has, and it is something that sets us apart from man. Now, men do experience um, strong emotion. However, the intensity with which they experience their emotions is just not the same. And I think that's something that we can all agree upon. Now, what I said earlier in reference to how easy it is for wives to become quarrelsome without even realizing it, that happens when you let your emotions lead your tongue. 
Proverbs chapter 21 verse 9 says, Better to live on a corner of the roof than share a house with a quarrelsome wife. Proverbs chapter 21 verse 19 says, Better to live in a desert than with a quarrelsome and ill-tempered wife. You know what it means to be ill-tempered? Not only do you have bad timing, you have bad endurance and bad patience to the point where it spills over at the lips. You're speaking death and your actions are belittling and demeaning to your husband and to your family in general. Proverbs chapter 27 verses 15 through 16 says, A quarrelsome wife is like a constant dripping on a rainy day. Restraining her is like restraining the wind or grasping oil with the hand. I'm sure if you went outside right now or opened up your window right now and put your hand out and tried to grab the wind, you'd you'd pull in nothing. You have nothing. Restraining a quarrelsome wife is like trying to grab the wind. Why? Because of unruly emotion. The truth is that emotion is always going to be there. We cannot get rid of it. It is a blessing. It is something that the Most High has given us. I I just can't emphasize that enough. There's a reason we can't get rid of it. That's not Yahuwah's will for us. It's his will for us to understand what they are, submit them to him, and let him use them in our lives and in the lives of others. But when you aren't using your emotions, be very clear. They are using you. Spirits are using them. Spirits are using your emotions against you and against the people that you love. I want to discuss a conversation that I had with a sister, um, a conversation in confidence. So I won't mention her name respectfully, but she's really going through a lot right now, really struggling. And she has fears and anxiety about the future, about potentially being homeless, um, and about her husband's focus and ability to see the urgency of things. And her husband has the opportunity to return to an old job, but he won't because of the awful hours. And in her anxiety and fear, she said to me, Well, I'm just going to ask him why he won't go back because we need to do something. And I said to her, sis, you already know why he won't go back because he already told you. And you literally just repeated it with your own lips. He's already said he doesn't like those hours. So you don't need to question him in that because you're really hoping for a different answer. But no answer is good enough. You just want to hear fine 
I'll do what you think is best or I'll follow your leadership or I'll, I'll just do that instead. But that's not submission. And that's not letting your man lead. So instead of allowing your fear about the future cause you to run your mouth, how can you channel this emotion for the betterment of your home right now? That's the question we need to be asking ourselves, sisters. How can we use what we have for our homes instead of focusing on getting more first? How can we maximize what's already present? Because there's really something sacred about being a being an Israelite woman, not even just being a woman. I'm sorry to all you non-Israelite sisters that may be tuning in. This one's for my Israelite sisters. There's just something so sacred about the power the Most High has given us to create from nothing. Out of sheer will, out of sheer preservation and perseverance, sheer desire and hunger. All of those things are born first out of the intense emotion that we feel, emotions of fear, emotions of shame, emotions of disappointment, emotions of anger that then turn into, you know what? I can't afford to feel this way anymore. I can't afford to experience this anymore. I can't afford to allow these types of feelings to get in my way. And they push us, they drive us, they shove us. If we turn to the most high, we need to be multiplying our five talents before we can expect 10. That's just the truth. And emotion is definitely a talent as I'm going to continue to emphasize gifted to us by Yahuwah. And again, it's one of the things that just sets us apart from men. We often also think that our emotions are going to hinder the way we help our husbands. But we have them for a reason. And if we submit them to Yahuwah and learn how to wield them, we can be powerful assets in our families. So how can we transmute our emotions? This is just my advice. First, look to Yah. Proverbs chapter 3 says, look to him. Trust in him with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes, but fear Yahuwah and depart from evil. And it shall be health to your navel and marrow to your bones. The second thing we can do to utilize our emotions in a kingdom way as biblical women is don't run away. Do not run away. Do not run from your emotions. There's a seed in your emotions. And I know that it's so easy to look at these emotions and say, if I don't suppress this right now, or if I don't get rid of it right now, there's going to be some evil born out of it, right? Because the scripture does say, be angry and sin not, right? The, the scripture is very clear. 
you have permission to be angry. You have permissions to, to feel your feelings. But if you're not careful, it can be birthed into something extremely dangerous. For instance, let's take the very first murder that occurs in the Bible when Cain killed Abel. Both Cain and Abel offered sacrifices to the Most High, but only Abel's sacrifice was accepted. Cain, we don't know exactly what he was feeling, but it wasn't good. And instead of channeling those feelings of perhaps covetousness, jealousy, and wrath, into making a better offering unto Yahuwah. He channeled those emotions into his hands to murder and take his brother's life. But on the flip side, we have Princess Abigail. And if you've been listening to this podcast for some time, you know this is probably my 1,000th time mentioning her. But I really love the way the Most High worked in her story and I relate to it so much. This sister, before she married King David, was married to a wicked man, okay, who one day offended King David. And we all know that King David was like a very, let's say a warmonger. I'm being nice. Peace be upon him. I have great respect for him. But that's what he was known as. He was a fierce warrior. And she knew if you offended him, you got a price to pay. So when her servants told her, look, your husband done went and offended the fiercest warrior in all the land. And you got to do something about it. Because, girl, what what are we going to (laughs) do? And instead of Abigail going to her husband Like, what the heck is wrong with you? Why would you do that? Why would you say something like that to him? Do you know what he's going to come do to us? No, she didn't dwell on the problem. The fear and anxiety that she felt about what was going to happen next, she did not channel that into a conversation with her husband that was honestly going to achieve nothing. No. She girded her loins like a proverbial woman does, according to Proverbs chapter 31. And she thought of a solution. She came up with a resolution. She built up her home with her own hands. She built up her home with her own hands. Because it wasn't just her life and her husband's life that was at stake It was her servants. It was her flocks. It was her crops. And as a result, it would have been her descendants had she had children. They would have been left with no inheritance and she will be taken captive. We need to be able to look at our emotions when we're feeling them. Take a moment and be a little aware when we feel intense emotions and really stop and think, okay, the way that I respond to this emotion right now can either bring me closer to Yahuwah's will or push me further away. And you need to choose wisely. You may not know what to do next if you choose 
to move closer to Yahuwah's will. But I promise if you ask him, he will show you what to do. It says it right there in his word. And he's not a man that he should lie. The third thing that we can do as we attempt to transmute our emotions for the glory of the Most High as biblical women is to keep silent as you process what you're experiencing. For two reasons. First of all, you don't need to speak when you're angry. You don't need to speak when you're frustrated. And you don't need to speak when you're anxious. What comes out sometimes, 100% of the time, really, you're not going to be able to take it back. And when you're overwhelmed with intense emotion, you have the tendency to say things that you probably shouldn't be saying. And the pen is mightier than the sword. The scripture says the power of life and death is in the tongue and those that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. If you don't want to eat the fruit of death in the tongue, when you know you're feeling intense emotions, keep silent. This will keep you from being a quarrelsome wife and speaking things aimlessly and mindlessly. In your mind, you have intention for these words. You have a purpose for these words. But that doesn't mean that they're productive. That doesn't mean that they're actually going to accomplish what you think they're going to accomplish. Especially as a woman who wants to be submissive. The second reason that you should keep silent after you've turned to Yah and decided not to run away from your emotions is because if you're running your mouth, you can't hear. I I don't want to sound <laughs> sharp with you sisters, but this is also for me. Shut your mouth. If you're talking, 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 you can't hear the most high. You can't hear your husband. You can't hear what you need to hear. Maybe the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you. Maybe somebody's going to call you. Maybe you're going to get a brilliant thought. But if you're talking, 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 you busy, 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 distracted, 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 you can't be tuned in. Shut your mouth. When you're angry, shut your mouth. When you're frustrated, shut your mouth. When you're disappointed, shut your mouth. Until that emotion has passed, you should be silent. And after it has passed, find a way to communicate it fruitfully and femininely by saying to this person, I just wanted to let you know, I was really upset earlier. I really didn't appreciate how that conversation or situation transpired. And I hope that moving forward, things can look a little bit different or moving forward that I will feel a bit more respected by you or that 
perhaps you might consider my opinion a bit more before you shut me down because it really makes me feel insignificant and unheard. Now notice how everything that I said, every sentence that I stated in this hypothetical, you know, explanation of emotions, it started with the word I, I feel, I hope, I think, I want. We never want to lead with you, 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 you did this, you. Another name for the enemy is the accuser. We don't accuse, right? We're not going to accuse. We're going to say, I feel, I hoped, I desire, because, and that's it. Now, the fourth thing that we can do as we desire to transmute our intense emotion for the glory of the kingdom, as women who say we want to be biblical, is channel it into the ascended version. And when I say ascended, ascended emotion, ascended emotion. I just created this just now. (laughs) Hallelujah. I mean, obviously I didn't create it, but we're going to start using this heavily here. Ascended emotion. Okay. It just simply means the holier version of whatever emotion you're experiencing. For example, If I am experiencing wrath, what could be the ascended or or holier or elevated version of my wrath? It could be zeal. It could be excitement. It could be energy. If I'm angry, it might catapult me into action. I could become somebody who is ready to act, who is ready to move. Now, the scripture is very clear about not making decisions when you're angry. So that's not what I mean. However, that same energy can be channeled productively. Another example is fear. If I'm experiencing fear, then I'll probably be somebody who is hesitant, somebody who is stagnant, and somebody who is not moving very much. What could be the ascended version of fear? It could be discernment, right? Because fear is a natural human instinct. It's how we preserve ourselves throughout our evolution. It is a natural component of our physiological, anatomical makeup. But Yahuwah does not want us to fear anyone or anything except him. And if we do find ourselves fearful, we can ascend that fear into discernment. While we have allowed fear to stop us from moving or stop us from acting, we can instead say, no, fear isn't stopping me. 
I'm taking my time to discern before I take action. Do you see how we're taking this low vibrational fleshly thing and allowing the most high to channel it into wisdom? Another emotion we could be feeling is timidity, right? When you're around other people, you could be intimidated by another sister, by a challenge at work, by a task that your husband has given you. It's okay to be timid. It's okay to be shamefaced. But when it cripples you, similar to fear, because you don't feel like you're capable of doing it, you don't want to fail, you don't want to be laughed at, you don't feel like you belong, you can say, no, I'm not intimidated. I'm just being humble. We need to be able to actively look at our emotions, identify them, and then say, I'm going to translate this. This is going to be an asset to me. For my family. Now, another emotion that you might often experience is disappointment. Disappointment about life. Disappointment about the way things are going in your life. Disappointment about the way your birthing experience happened or disappointment about the hopes that you had for your money or disappointment in family. Sometimes we may even be disappointed with the most high. These feelings are completely natural, but disappointment is a very low level experience. Instead, we can focus on our hope. We can just say, I'm still hoping. Because the scripture is very clear. Those whose hope is in Yahuwah will not be put to shame. And he says, love never stops hoping. Love never gives up hope in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Instead of, I'm really disappointed. I'm really sad about this. I thought it was going to go this way. I thought, no, I'm still hoping on Yah. I'm still hoping for a breakthrough. I'm still hoping for a miracle. I'm still hoping for wisdom. I'm still hoping for a direction. I'm still hoping for the most high to touch my husband's heart. I'm still hoping on the most high to heal this relationship. I'm still hoping on the most high to make provision for my family. I hope that you're getting where I'm trying to take us, right? Our ascended kingdom emotion because in a spiritual battle, which is exactly what we're in, we cannot afford to be on the defense. We cannot afford to be on the defense because guess what? Our enemy, the adversary, is extremely offensive. 1,000%. We need to guard our hearts and we also need to gird our loins so that we can fight this spiritual battle. By reigning our emotions through submission to Yah. Now, please hear what I'm saying clearly. I am not encouraging you to, you know, feel your emotion and then immediately, okay, I got to snap out of this. I got to do this. No, 
because we do need to experience what we're feeling. Emotions are a natural part of being a human being and a natural part of being a woman. They're not going to go away just because you claim you're an Israelite and just because you're following the law, statutes, and commandments and wearing your fringes and your hair wraps. No. Emotions are still going to be there. And I don't want you to say, well, Sister Asha said that I need to be tuning into my ascended emotion. No. (laughs) That ascended emotion, that's the last part in the four-step process, right? We're going to first look to the Most High. Second, we're going to make the commitment to not run away. Third, we're going to keep silent as we process this so that we're not being clamorous and quarrelsome and that we are listening for the Most High's instruction and wisdom, whether he's speaking directly through us, I mean, directly to us through his word or through other people or signs. And then we're going to tap into that ascended emotion as a feminine woman so that we can be a powerful asset to our families. Because I hear so many women question, what power do we have in submission How is the Most High going to use us if all we're doing is cooking and cleaning and changing diapers? What kind of glory is there in being a housewife or being somebody's slave and being a man's servant? But girl, let me tell you this. Okay, there's so much power in just being a woman. And then there's even more power in being an Israelite woman who follows Yahuwah with her emotion. Emotion does not need to take a negative connotation. The scripture does say, out of the hearts of man proceed evil thoughts. And if you guard your heart, you will guard your life. But the word of Yahuwah is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it pierces to discern the thoughts and intentions in the hearts of man. Our Heavenly Father created us with intention we are not a mistake we are by design and his word says we are made in the image of the most high god he gave us power he gave us responsibility for that power and he gave us the capacity to use that power for good and we will If we look to him in all our ways and lean not into our own understanding. That's just it. We think that the power that a feminine woman must wield must look like or translate the same way that a man's power does in a man's work, in a man's output, in the man's um, manner of doing things. But we're not the same. And the scripture says, a woman shall not wear a man's garment. And it doesn't just mean, oh, you don't wear pants or you don't wear whatever else men like, what, boxers? You know, do-rags? No, we don't wear their authority. 
We don't wear their leadership. We don't wear what belongs to them spiritually and providentially and divinely. We wear and embrace a woman's garment that we will find is so beautiful and elegant and decadent and sensual and powerful when we submit our emotions to the most high. Then you will see the power of being a biblical woman. And I'm talking to myself right now because, girl, I got to, I just got to get it together. Like, I'm not going to even lie to you, sisters. I got to get it together. Now, you know, in the last episode, I said that we were going through a little bit, you know, and we still kind of going through it. But I realized that, you know, a lot of it was emotion for me. And this has been a time of channeling that emotion into action for my family. Because there's no fruit in me taking my emotion and burdening burdening my husband with it. That's what being quarrelsome is. And I decided, you know what? I don't got no time for that. I just can't afford to argue. I can't afford to be rebellious. I can't afford to, excuse me, insult my husband because I'm speaking without a filter on my mouth. And I can't afford to waste time on an aimless pursuit, like trying to get my husband to submit to my will. And instead, let me use what I have to build my home with my own hands. So I'm encouraging you sisters today to look at the emotions that you are prone to experience majority of the time. I know for me, sometimes I can be very depressed. I'm not even gonna say a little depressed. Girl, I have such deep bouts of depression (laughs) at random, right? And I also feel extreme anxiety at times. But what is going to happen if I first look to Yah and I don't run away and I keep silent so that I can listen and so that I'm not sowing seeds of discord and then I'm tuning into my ascended emotion instead? Girl. This kingdom, Yahuwah's kingdom, is about to be unstoppable once we as women learn our place, step into the power of our place, enjoy our place, okay, and build up our homes from a woman's place. It's going to be, girl, I can just feel it. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is just moving on me right now. Like, y'all don't even know. I really just want to cry. It's just so strong. Because now is the time. (laughs) Israelite women have been running from this for forever. Okay? But we ain't going to run no more. We are done running. It's time to stop running, y'all. It's time to stop running from your emotions and ascend through the power of Yahuwah. Pick up your sword today, your Bible, your sword, okay? Open it up. A lot of the times, the Bible that you have, it's going to have a concordance in the back, aka a dictionary or an index or a glossary. 
that's going to show topics and scriptures relating to that topic. Okay. And nine times out of 10, you're going to find whatever emotion that you're dealing with. Fear, girl, there's countless scriptures on fear. Poverty, girl, there's countless scriptures on poverty. Okay. Adultery, there's scriptures on adultery. We don't have no excuse to allow our feelings and our experiences and our circumstances and our friendships, relationships, whatever, to determine how we act. The word needs to be determining how we act. And that starts with not acting on our emotions and looking to Yahuwah first. Thank you to every sister who is praying for me and my family. Oh, I appreciate it so much. Like, I can't even convey my gratitude. I wish I could pay you for your prayers because I just find so much comfort even when you sisters just say, you know, hey, I pray for you because it makes me remember that <laughs> the Most High is real. The Most High is intentional. And the Most High has opened up real friendship and sisterhood in my life. And I feel not so alone. And if you have a prayer request, please let us know. I would adore the opportunity to pray for you. That is all for today's episode of Watered Womanhood. I hope you've been watered. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, consider making a small contribution towards the sustainability and production of the only biblical femininity podcast for Israelite women. $1, $5, whatever y'all puts on your heart, all donations make a difference. And you can use the link in the description to get started. Be sure to follow, favorite, and leave a review wherever you're listening to make this podcast even more visible to other Israelites. Remember that you can stay up to date and join us for some interesting dialogues at thehebrewhousewife.com. And go ahead and join my newsletter for some members-only perks. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Colossians chapter 3 verse 15. Until next time, Shabbat Shalom.